Welcome to You Do What? with Chris Ansoff. Have you ever wondered what kind of jobs or careers are out there? Or have you met individuals that have like really interesting jobs and you wonder how they ended up with that job or that career? Well, in this podcast, I'm going to interview folks and find out what their current career or job is and then find out how they got there. So let's meet Betsy. What do you do now? Thank you for having me. I do a number of different things. Uh, I help people be more successful. And the way I do that is through a combination of coaching, teaching, training. Uh, For example, I teach a leadership class at UC Berkeley Extension. I teach a negotiation class at Stanford Continuing Studies. I'm certified by Gallup as a strengths coach. And I also, meaning I, there's an assessment that helps people understand what their strengths are. So I do a lot of um, personal development and career coaching around what people's strengths are. And then I also teach a retirement planning class. So, or you could call it financial independence. So helping people be financially successful as well. You've got it all covered. That's amazing. (laughs) Did you, um, was this when you were coming out of, you know, college, university, did you, is, was this a goal for, you know, to reach where you are today? That's a great question. No, none of this, almost none of the things that I'm doing right now were on my radar coming out of school. Um, I mean, I guess, suppose you could say being a teacher, um, Mm -hmm. obviously I knew that was a profession, but really I, it never occurred to me to do almost any of the things that I'm doing now. So what did you train for in college? What was you, what did you think you were going to be? Yeah, that was a good question. So I was an anthropology major and I was taught, I was told that it didn't matter what you majored in unless you wanted to go be a doctor, for example, Mm -hmm. um, or a software engineer. And that uh, you, you know, just pick something that you like. I loved anthropology because it's really important in terms of helping you see something from somebody else's perspective and also see systems and how various things within a system impacts the system. So I think that those were skills that really helped me. But when I was in college, I really had no idea what I wanted to do. Well, I mean, I thought, okay, I'm either interested potentially in medicine or in business. And when I got out of school, I worked, I also love teeth, which is a little weird, I know. Um, (laughs) But I love teeth. I love beautiful teeth. And so I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll be an orthodontist. And I worked in an orthodontist office and I realized that you had to go to school for seven years and I would have had to take out a lot of debt to do it. And I also realized that I love to do a lot of different things. And so I, I was afraid that if I went to medical school or to dental school to become an orthodontist, that I would have invested so much time and money that I would feel stuck in doing that one thing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I did not go that route. And instead, I um, started a math and science tutoring center after college in the Washington, D.C. area and did that for a couple of years and sold it. And then I went to business school at University of Virginia. Wow. And so and from there, how did you end up with you know, what you're doing on now? Yeah, that's a really good question, too. I feel like I changed careers a million times. So I'll try to give you the short version. Okay. Um, I got out of 
business school and I worked for a Wall Street investment bank as a wealth manager. And I managed, wow. you know, $150 million of money, mostly people who had just sold their company or just went public. And while I loved it, I wanted to do something different. Um, so then I did a variety of different, what I, what I like to call like business school type jobs. So a lot of internet strategy, a lot of internet digital marketing, uh, it, some of it in financial services. I also worked at an ed tech startup. I also did investor relations, um, various consulting. Uh, those were, you know, social media, which I, I would put into the category of digital um, mm -hmm. marketing. And then all the while, I feel like I am a person that coaches people. And so I started to get training um, partially for myself, like just partially for personal development. I started to take uh, classes from NLP Marin, which is fabulous, uh, mostly for personal development and really fell in love with it. I also had the good fortune of meeting a woman who is now my best friend, who um, her mother had started a coaching and leadership development business in the late 80s. So long before it really was a thing. And so in the, uh, around 2004, I went from knowing no coaches and no leadership development people to suddenly knowing about 100. Wow. And that really opened my eyes to that as a possibility. And I, it was, you know, it was kind of like, a, like each one of these things was just something that I collected along the way. So for example, I took, um, it, when I was working at a company, we did strengths training and I really fell in love with it. And so then when... Gallup opened up their certification in 2014. I went and got certified. And I had mentioned I did the NLP training. I just started doing coaching training, like, I don't know, like official coaching training, um, I think around 2013. Again, just because I was doing a lot of coaching, like people were coming to me for coaching. And so I thought it would be good to get some official training, but I, I kind of feel like that's just my personality. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, it, around that same time, I realized that there was just an enormous need for financial education. Like there were so many people that also were coming to me for help with their finances and not really understanding it. And these were people who were just brilliant and so successful in their career. I was shocked at the level of um, financial knowledge that they didn't have essentially. And hmm. so I realized, oh, wow, okay, I really want to be helping people be more successful financially. Um, and then I, there was one other thing that I thought of that, oh, and then I started teaching at um, Stanford, well, sorry, at Berkeley around 2015. And I actually inherited that class from hmm my best friend's mom who unfortunately died of cancer, but she was fabulous. And so I started teaching that women in leadership class. And then I started training, uh, doing corporate training on negotiation for a company. And then, but I didn't want to travel so much. And so then I was looking for other ways to train on negotiation. And that's when I submitted a class for Stan to teach at Stanford Continuing Studies. So again, I, I feel like that was a really long answer. So sorry about that. No, but, but it it was, <laughs> it's fascinating because you 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 know it because one of my questions I want to ask is you know you, when you change careers, how difficult was it to change? And I'm sensing a little bit. It was like things kind of came to you a little bit. Maybe yes, yes, and no. I mean, I think that coaching comes to me. I think that people come to me for 
uh, information because and advice about certain things. So I think that came to me. I think that you know I've had a series of corporate type jobs, and I wouldn't say that that necessarily came to me. I think that I guess I guess my question is sort of like how difficult was it to be moving into the you know each change? Was it yeah. kind of exciting? Was it like really scary? Like I'm jumping off a cliff. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good question. So I would say that doing the things that I do independently uh, was a little bit scary, but not terrifying because I felt like I, I was just putting, you know, I was just putting, doing one little step. It wasn't like I had, you know, teaching a class at Stanford or teaching a class at UC mm-hmm. Berkeley Extension was not make or break, you know, like I was right. excited to do it and I was nervous, but I enjoyed it. Whereas my, the several corporate careers or corporate type jobs that I've had, that to me felt like more work to change. And that my advice that I always give people is to do a half step instead of a full step. For example, if you're in financial services and marketing, but you want to be in tech, work for a tech company in, um, another department, I don't know, uh, HR, right? right? That you have to do a a one, like do one step and then the other. So for example, if you're marketing and financial services, maybe you move into HR in the company that you're working Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. and then switch companies, or maybe you stay in marketing and you go to the technology company and then you move into HR. Like to me, in my opinion, it's hard to switch two things at once. Right, right. I, I can relate. Um, what are the aspects do you like and don't like of your sort of current work? I love all the different things I get to do, which kind of brings me back to what I had said earlier about why I didn't want to just be a doctor right. um, or right. an orthodontist. I love learning. I love helping people be successful. I love um, having information that's useful to people and also being able to change somebody's perspective in a way that gives them more uh, resources or more um, feeling that they can, more confidence. That's another big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, I also forgot to mention, I I also teach some Excel and Microsoft Office products online, (laughs) but mostly to adult learners and a lot of people who have not had, um, that have worked in jobs that were not in offices and then they want they decide later in life that they want to. And what I love about that job is I really feel like I'm just building people's confidence. Yeah. And, and so that's really, I would say, my number one uh, favorite thing to do is to help build somebody's confidence. That's awesome. Is there anything you don't like? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's I mean, awesome that no, there I isn't. Yeah, I I would say no. I mean, I would say I really, well, actually, okay, I'll say I don't love speaking in front of a group. I still don't love people, public speaking. Right. Um, It makes me nervous, but I do it because I love the impact that it has. So I notice it mostly when I'm teaching at Berkeley, for example, like I don't love to be in front of the class, but I love to connect with the students. I love to help them. I love that to see the aha in their eye and the impact and the confidence that they're building. And so it's worth it to me for those reasons. Gotcha. All right. One last question. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm hoping given what you do, this is not like uh, 
taking anything from away what you teach or anything, but is there sort of one thing you've kind of learned along the way of this whole path that you, you know, obviously you're already uh, helping and teaching people. So I don't know if I'm stealing some of your teaching, but I just normally ask uh, everyone on this is, is there just sort of one sort of thing you learned on, along the way through all this process of going through different jobs you would kind of give as, as a general advice? Yes. I would say to just, if you think you're interested in something, find a way to dip your toe in, right? Mm -hmm. Like find a way to get the experience of doing it, even if it doesn't pay that much, or even if it doesn't, it's not exactly what you want to be doing. But I think that, um, you know, we've all heard of compounding returns in Mm -hmm. finance, right? But I think that there's compounding returns in our life as well. And so it's important to just get that initial experience and to start doing something. And you can never predict the opportunities that will come to you and the doors that will open as a result. And actually, I have one other thing, which is that I really believe that people respond to passion and to authenticity and that people have an enormous ability to sense that. And mm-hmm. so if you're doing something that you're passionate about, that you are, that, that it helps you express your authentic self, that that will attract positive things to you as well. Cool. Well, thank you. But I believe it. No, I, I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to You Do What? And as Mark Twain said, The two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. If you enjoyed this podcast, let your friends know about it. And drop us a line if you know someone you think would be really good to have interviewed for this podcast. And keep figuring out the why. Why?